0: Sorry. <laughs> I mean, hey, everybody. How are you doing? This is Jennifer Way, and you are listening to the Self-Consciousness Podcast. Sorry for that weird intro. Um, today's episode, we are bringing you a awesome talk with uh, an old friend of mine named Mark Frankel. Now, Mark Frankel um, was a blue man. I don't know if you're familiar with the Blue Man Group, um, but Mark has gone through a couple of iterations of uh, performance, working as a performer or an audio producer, um, and we just honestly have like a really free-flowing conversation—me, him, and Dupree—just about life, about whatever's we're trying to keep ourselves occupied with, how we're how we're living these days, um, you know, all that kind of fun stuff. So a pretty laid back conversation I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you everybody welcome to the self-consciousness podcast today we have a very special guest his name is mark frankel and we also have or jermaine jenkins here with us so
1: i like, I like that. Could be yay wait
0: what jermaine. did you say thank you
1: i said it sounded like you called me jermist
0: jermist <laughs> De, I, De, I, De <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow you yeah, know yeah. i'm so happy mark thank you so much for for joining us and being able to be here today
2: oh it's my pleasure it's fun to do anything really
0: (laughs) (laughs) so mark tell us so i'll just sort of intro mark and i used to work together um when he was starting his blue man journey and i was working in some useless department no offense blue man group but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: there were a lot I, of them back then.
0: There were right. We had yeah. a lot of those things, yeah. and we came. We became like good friends. Clicked right away, and um, have kind of, you know. I think the last time we saw each other was, eh, maybe five, six years ago. Wasn't it at Barry Bar? It was no. I no, wish, either? but no. It was. Uh, we took. I took uh, the kids and my husband to come see you at the at Astor Place.
2: Oh, geez, that was it. Wow, I thought there was another time.
0: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I haven't even seen the baby. I mean, she's not a baby anymore.
2: No, she's like, you know, regular. She's uh, (laughs) she's like almost five with opinions and uh, lots, lots of ideas, lots of, right now, yeah, right now I'm watching her, you know, go sledding in the snow and she's probably not happy with the way things are going, you know, (laughs) kind of trying to correct it you move move the needle somehow you know (laughs) but you know i say this in love out of love and excitement you know
0: absolutely yeah she is all i can say is like i feel like from what i've seen online her personality is absolutely you
2: yeah you know she's i mean well when i follow up and say she's awesome it sounds like i'm being self-aggrandizing no but she is like she like she's a she's a total kook like she's she's a nut you know and she like there's like prescribed time like after we finish dinner there's like probably 10 minutes where we just like it's the Lyra show so she like puts down her fork gets up and just basically like screams sings and paces around and dances for like 10 minutes it's just like a full-on primal like she just got to get her yaya's out we that. <laughs> some, some nights were like totally enthralled and just like Oh, look at what we created in other nights, just on our phones, just miles away. <laughs> like, ah, blah, blah, blah. Just like, every once in a while, I get like some degree of perspective and I sit back and I'm just like, I either, I either say like, this is cool. Or this is so weird. It's just, everything is so weird. What have we, what have we done? But,
0: yeah. I'm super familiar with the performance times. Yeah. We've had it scheduled. We've had invites slid under our door. Oh, Not now. Now they're just like, <laughs> as soon as I say their names, they roll their eyes. So that's we oh, right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, and, see, I have, uh, no,
1: I have yeah. no kids. I'm missing out on free shows.
0: Yes, but you have a kitty, and that's much well. better.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Very similar.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> I mean, Dupree, honestly, like, we can show you that the shows are. If you no, you know some. what? I...
1: That is okay. I <laughs> just, you know, I'll hear about them every now and then, that's all right. Yeah,
0: happy to happy to be here and make some space for you, parents. So Mark, um, yeah. oh, I'm so happy to talk to you. Such oh. a good vibe, such a wow. great inspiration. Sweet, likewise. Um, yeah, um, so I just want you to kind of introduce yourself to our 20 or so listeners, <laughs> Soon to be more.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about kind of you know your your professional life. In my opinion, is super interesting. Um, yeah, and then just kind of bring us up to present day.
2: Okay, well, so I was born and uh, born and raised in Rockland County, which is like 20 miles north of the city, <clears throat> to basically a uh, a retired or retiring Broadway dancer, who was my mom. Yeah, and my dad, who was a New York City cop, and that. Really quickly, they met in a super cool way. My mother was dancing on Broadway in a show called Mame, and um, and my father would was like sort of interested in performing. He kind of fa- fancied himself like an amateur actor, and he would kind of just work his way into the backstage and stand in the wings and watch the shows from the wings. And, and, and you know the the people you know the stage door people let him do it because he was a cop. And then he met my mother backstage while she was dancing, um, wow. and then so you he know, was a groupie total groupie yeah Mm -hmm. um creep weirdo love it no it's equal rights
0: equal rights
2: (laughs) yeah so he's there she smells the horse because he was a mounted cop at that point just so she she smells the horse she's like what stinks something smells like a barn he's like it's me and then took her out on a date and then they were married like within a year so that was the sort of setting for me coming into the world um (laughs) (laughs) You know she she then retired and went up to the suburbs and started a dance studio uh, in the basement of our house, so I was kind of born in that world, and we did the the math and I I think i'm a fourth. Like a fourth generation performer fourth or fifth going back to my my mother's uh, grandparents in England so um that's the kind of the house I grew up in just by you know stroke of whatever luck just the way I came into the world, you know Um, Mm -hmm. so it was totally okay to say I'm going to be a performer it was like sure of course you are like that's fine um which is funny though I had a conversation with my mom the other day and she wouldn't have said she's not saying that now she has a dance studio with all these students she's like don't don't go into this business it's <laughs> <It's so laughs> <awful. lovely. laughs> yeah, she's like I, I advise against it it's a nightmare So, um, <laughs> which is like don't do that mom but uh but anyhow so anyway that's it I grew up in 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 that world and then um Got really into the drums very early, and and um, was like all I cared about was the drums. Um, and my, my friends were all playing sports and and couldn't really relate to what I was trying to do. Um, they thought it was cool to come over and watch, but like my friends would come over to the house and just like hear, just I'd be like, "You want to watch me play drums?" They'd be like, "Um, okay, yeah." And they just I'd like sit and do a drum solo for them for like ten minutes, and they'd be like, "All right, let's let's do something else, man."
0: So, so like um, lyra, basically. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: <laughs> they're like looking at their
2: phones. Total genetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: So, so uh,
2: then I got into Kiss. I got into the band Kiss, like super hardcore. And that was like, um, I bring that up because that was like something where I was suddenly now tethered to what was happening out there and like what the drums might lead to, you know, I might be like a, a Peter, you know, a kitty cat, Peter Chris on the drums or something, you know, and I just thought they were super cool. And I loved the, the garish cartoonishness of it. I mean, I didn't know that then. I just thought they were cool, and so I was into Kiss and into drums, and that was all I that was all I cared about in the world. Uh, and that went on for way longer than my anybody thought. Like they thought both things were going to be like a year at best, and it was like I was like five, and I got my first Kiss record and first drum set, and then like twelve, like still listening to Kiss and playing drums, and just like okay, I guess this is what he's going to do. Um, so that continued on, and then I got interested in like tinkering, like audio. Um, and stuff like I was taking apart the phone in the house, and my father was getting super pissed at me because I was breaking things just by like I wanted, to, I wanted to know like are there bells in there? Like what's going on? And I just like found found a screwdriver and just like broke it, and, like broke it open. Um, <laughs> and that was like that was a problem. But uh, and then you know and then I ended up going to school, going to college for um, basically like a music and audio kind of double major. I went to NYU for uh, music technology. And that was where i thought i was going i was going to be an audio engineer and a drummer which one i don't know maybe both whichever one seemed to be working and then i went into that that career as an audio engineer um after school which was going pretty well i was working at the knitting factory um, which yeah. is a shadow of its former self yeah. now um, in fact it's not really it's just the name um, the knitting factory when i worked there was was like a mecca of a certain scene, like a downtown music yeah. jazz. Yeah, you, know, you were there, you know, like it was yeah. like a record, like a live record label where you didn't have to look at the voice just to, to see what was happening. You would just go and assume it would be good, and, and it was, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and that kind of thing, just a total side note, that kind of thing, I, I don't know where that mm-hmm. is. I don't know if that, maybe like in other cities, maybe like in Austin or something that exists, but not in New York anymore.
0: With the Knitting Factory?
2: Just that kind of thing where there was like a venue where you just it was like your home and you went and you always felt like there were good things happening and good people there and you know anyway so i was working there and and kind of like getting into that and 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 focusing on a very niche version of audio which was called location recording or live audio recording but not just two mics in a room like with multi-track recording and that's kind of what i was focusing on and this is the part that's super weird I, I was teaching i ended up teaching audio at nyu um, back where i studied and at, while all this is going on i'm still not making a great living i'm still kind of just racking up credit card debt and sort of month to month with the money and uh i got invited to a party at blue man groups um like creative space and i and i ended up oh. getting in a random conversation there so that that that's leading up to blue man. So that's the kind of like my whole thing up to Blue Man. I mean there's there's stuff in there. I played in a band that kind of toured and so I, like right like right after high school, I got a taste of sort of that life, like getting in a van and a with a U Haul trailer and touring around like the Midwest and out to the wet the Rockies and stuff and
0: Yeah.
2: Loved that. And I just like I guess it was that all my friends were off to business school or, or dental school. All the kids I went to high school with And um, I was just on another thing, you know. I was just like, I'm going to be in this world in some form, probably for the rest of my life. That's where I'm at. And Yeah. um, yeah, here it is. I'm still still kind of in it, although it's it's everything's changed recently. But
0: so you you tried out to be a blue man in 2014, 15
2: no oh my god what am i talking about yeah 10 years earlier it was 2004.
0: yeah i keep doing that like i don't know where to i'm like oh no no add a decade add a decade or like one
2: yeah because you're like 2014 was a long time ago and it was but like 2004 was almost 20 years (laughs) ago i had like two kids
0: by then okay yes 2004 that's right that's yeah god yeah
2: yeah that was when i got invited to what, well, you know, Third Street, it was, that's, yeah, so it was like this sort of like lab black box um, production space that Blue Men had in the East Village, and they had a, they were having a, a party to celebrate the release of a, a, one of their, like a remix of one of their albums. Yeah. And I went to that, and that's how I met people. Well, so I heard a guy talking, like, saying something to the effect of, we're always looking for new Blue Men, and that's what piqued my interest to start a conversation. It was actually Seth Freed.
0: Oh, yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, he was the music guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he, yeah, he, he like, he, I, I went up to him, and then he was very friendly, but also kind of, like, super interested in me. And I, I thought it was all just a big snow job. Like, I thought, like, why would you, what? This is so random. Why would you care about me? And he was like, no, you really look right. You look right for the part. You have the you're the right height, the right face, the right vibe. And I'm just like, Really? And this you're a so- drummer,
0: which is And I'm like, a drummer, right.
2: Um, exactly. Yeah. And so then he he was like, Give me your info. And then that's that's what started the auditioning process. And it was like such yeah. a screeching halt left turn.
0: Yeah, wow. I remember that when I met you because it was it was very much like a new thing for you to kinda of go although it was like home in a way, because you were familiar with performance and everything, but it was kind of like Yeah, it was just like one of those beautiful kind of magical things that just kind of happens. Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, so, so so just to kind of when you when you try out to be a blue man group, there's three mm -hmm. months of really intense training and it's just to try out. So it's like you have to kind of commit to that time to train and you have to be able to act and you have to be able to drum and you have to be able to honestly, like not have a fucked up head shape because you have to look okay gold <laughs> and blue is what they would call yeah. it so it's like you have to you have to look decent and not have like a weird dent in your head um mm. although i can't imagine that they really turned away i mean but then mark mark you were there for so long and then you eventually became like one of the main dudes like, well yeah I mean,
2: yeah it's the, it's sort of i mean i think if you stay long enough you you entrench yourself in some form you know you become you have your own little cult of personality, I guess, you know, yeah. because uh-huh. you've, people are just like, Oh, that's a Frankel thing. Or this is what Frankel does. Or yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone's right. got, yeah, everyone's got their, their, you develop like your own little stamp. And so, yeah, I mean, um, you know, early on, I, I, I was super eager to do whatever they wanted me to. I, I didn't come with any agenda, you know, yeah. or, or like, I want to stay here or I'd like to go there. I was just like, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I think that was attractive in the beginning. Be like, oh, this guy, we can just stick him anywhere, and he he'll he'll, he'll take his marching orders, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And and um, you know, it was it was funny because so many of the people that were like that were younger than me, because I was thirty when I got the job. Yeah. And I think I I had been in a position where I was a little bit more. I had some authority, and and I loved the fact that I came into Blue Men and I just had to be told what to do all the time, and I was treated like a like a kid, or like like um like a plaything, and I was just way into that. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I know this it conversation a
0: is taking a turn. <laughs> taking a turn.
2: <laughs> but I mean, you know, the, the, but there's there's truth in all that. Like I yeah, was just like, no, just please please tell me what to do. Just I'm so tired. I'm so tired of like having to like hustle gigs and like be in these high pressure situations. Like if the thing goes wrong, unless I miss a marshmallow, it's not my. Like, it's not. It's, <laughs> the lights were wrong. I didn't. I, you know what I mean? It was like yeah. I was very yeah. much in this so, like ah. Oh, I get, take it take it from me take the power from me you know
1: yeah yeah well question for you so uh you know I, i've uh i guess i grew up thinking there were only three blue men mm-hmm. um but how many blue men are there and is there you know there's different shows going on at the same time or what or, or like there are stand-ins like what what is that well, situation
2: so the blue men is like one company. You know, it's like one parent company that that um, and so all the blue men that work for the company are sort of working for the same parent organization. Although obviously mm-hmm. that's all in flux right now. We don't really know where all that stands right now. But that's yeah uh, specific to COVID. But so like at at the time that we stopped, there were five shows in the United States, um, in Boston, Chicago, New York, Vegas, and Orlando, and then one show in Berlin, and then one or two concurrent touring companies. So if and in 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 each of those casts there was a minimum of five full time blue men and some what we call bench, sort of like like part-time or or as needed on call kind of blue men.
1: Gotcha. So
2: with I guess so if you do all that math, it's somewhere to the tune of like sixty blue men that are were currently employed around the world. Okay. Um, yeah. So It's funny you say that though, because when I got that when I had that initial conversation, I said the same thing. I was like, "What do you mean?" I just thought there were just like three guys. And He's like, "No, no, no. It's like a whole worldwide thing now."
1: Okay, now I feel I feel better because I was like, "Oh, (laughs) I should have known there were more (laughs) because shows all over the place. Very cool."
2: Yeah, we but we all kind of are like traded around and you know do different shows in different places, and it's like kind of one big almost like a family and fraternity kind of thing.
0: Yeah. You know. And you lived you went to Chicago for a little while, right?
2: Yeah, I started in New York, stayed there for a bit, just for a few months, and then yeah, and then I moved to Chicago and did the show there for like a year and a half and then went to Amsterdam and opened up the show out there. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that was really when like like Chicago was was fun. A lot of fun, basically because i had only ever lived in and around New York City, yeah and, and traveled a bunch, but never lived outside. So I just was so psyched to move somewhere that was not <laughs> New York. I didn't care where it was, and Chicago seemed like the greatest spot because it was like as almost as metropolitan as New York, but like in the Midwest, which is so which was so weird. To me. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. there people there's people out there, what do they do?.
0: So, <laughs> no. so, does anyone like past New Jersey. There's, there's I know. There?
2: <laughs> So uh, so yes, I was in Chicago and that was fun. But when I got to Amsterdam, it everything took on a whole other light because I was I was there was a lot of trust put in me as, to to start a, a new show as a relatively new blue man. Um, so I felt like there was already a bit of like, okay, I think I'm doing well. I think I'm doing a good job at this um, because they're putting so much faith and trust in me to, to do this. And then, you know, when starting, you know, starting the show out there, kind of, you're on an island, you know, meaning yeah. like you're kind of alone out there. And so that so all the people in the cast and the band, we kind of band together. And it was just like the, I don't know, it was the time of my life. And I was like really starting to realize how lucky and rare the whole thing was and, yeah. um, and how precious it was. And so I, I was living in this place of, often, not all the time. I mean, I was still kind of, you know, whatever cursing my lot in life at times, you know, but for the most part was living in a very seriously, uh, um, present and appreciative space, you know, Yeah. which didn't last. (laughs) (laughs) They never do. (laughs) No, it certainly did not. Yeah.
0: And also weed sorry so, and no, also no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: that was more important <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh and I got high with my parents and this is I hope this what? is okay this oh. yeah I shouldn't put that's this also, out there that's but my okay. father rest his soul I mean um rest in peace so he yeah. you know no, no harm there to say but um yeah I like I, I, it was just a moment that was like seemed like the right thing to do so we all sat down in, in my apartment in Amsterdam
0: and I love that got stoned <laughs> that's it. Oh, yeah. like it if stoned. you're gonna do that with your parents it's when you've moved to Amsterdam and you have an apartment and they can come visit you yeah that's the perfect time
2: because yeah. my father being a cop was like no it's illegal I'm not doing that and then in Amsterdam like, it's he's like, decriminalized
0: oh, it. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
2: he was like it's legal right I'm like yeah yeah and he's like
0: <laughs> sort of well, yeah
2: let's do it, <laughs>
1: <Love> it. <laughs> I'll
0: bet you yeah. that was probably one of his favorite moments
2: well, he just like it was funny though, because he just totally just fell asleep instantaneously. <laughs> I mean, he was already kind of old, you know, he's like in his 70s, so he yeah. just he just kind of was like ah, I'll lay down and then just go out. <laughs>
0: uh, I didn't, yeah. I never smoked with my mom, but I we got her some, and I remember I was in Colorado and she was well, I was living in Colorado like you know temporarily, and I was working, and I got a call from her and she's like can you please come over? She was like freaking out. She had like, she'd thrown up. I had to like take care of her. She was like, I don't know what's going on. I know. I was like, mom, just like, you're fine. (laughs) Like it's okay. Here's some water.
1: I I think my parents had a similar experience because they did try it once before I was born and they said they would never do it again. They won't tell me what happened, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, i'm thinking sort of something bad. Some hilarious stuff something yeah hilarious. Yeah, that, it's not
0: hilarious. being too high is not fun it's, it's not, not fun, fun. especially no. when you don't know how it works. especially when you're not a pro and you don't really know how it works or how it affects your body yeah
2: <laughs> depending so on course. food
0: intake or whatever it's never
2: gonna stop i'm gonna be like this forever
0: i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's fun i mean i so i yeah, I remember because I think we were kind of around the same age at that yeah. time. Or I think yeah. Pretty well, much. I'm, I'm
2: forty six now.
0: Okay. You're a couple I'll be forty five in June. Oh, all right. we're basically the same age. It's all right. I mean I like will. it's it's nice to look up to you, Mark, with all your <laughs> with all your experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: These days. It's nice These... to be looked up to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's I have
0: respect. Just oh, kidding. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Jabri, what were you gonna say?
1: Oh no, I was just gonna say I will be a number in yes. April.
2: Oh, oh that's you're, right. You you hold it a little closer.
1: Yeah. That's good. <laughs> just no no real reason. Just just because people never get my age right, so I figured I will let them start. You know, I let I let them keep guessing younger, and I'll just accept that. <laughs> know. You
2: know, so whatever yeah. you think um, I am, yeah. I've always had a very very babyish face, like a like a young face and i loved to, when i was in my 30s to freak people out would be like you know people thought i was barely old enough to drink and i'd be like i'm
0: 35
2: like, no you're not but the point, the point is, is it doesn't happen
0: anymore and it's so <laughs> i know everything caught up to us yeah. i think i had the same kind of thing i always kind of looked like a teenager and then yeah i guess it, well. I can definitely say in the last year, uh that aged me about ten years, so yeah. I agree with
1: me too, me too, yeah, because i have I haven't gotten any um any low guesses lately, so <laughs> yeah,
2: it's just what happens. It's like it's kind of sad, but also kind of cool in a way. I was yeah. there was a part of me that always secretly wanted to be to be more you know, look my age. so that part's like, ah, oh, that's time.
1: yeah's
2: it
0: been a couple decades. Been a good run yeah it's been a good run i agree i always say like i'm i'm psyched to enter the crone years like take my period away i'm fully (laughs) happy to just let it go like i don't i am so happy to be old i mean it took a couple years to to like digest that and and realize it and kind of work through whatever i needed to catch up on but just kind of yeah i'm like no i've come to acceptance because like now I can just tell people to fuck off and I don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, yeah, that's a
2: that's amazing. I'm not there yet. <laughs> I hope to be. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like I think I'm about to have a midlife crisis. Really? I
0: don't oh, know. late
2: bloomer. Late I know. Bloomer. Yeah. Oh, is it late? I thought this was the right time.
0: I well, I guess mine happened started around thirty seven, oh. and went to around forty two. But I think there's more coming. Like, I oh. think there maybe it's not midlife. Maybe it's more like, you know two-thirds of a life. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm not even gonna act like I know what I'm saying. But, um, well, Mark, the last time I saw you, um we had kind of started talking about spiritual stuff. We definitely don't have to get into anything, but um, you know, it's for us, it's usually like spirituality or being self-conscious. Mm-hmm. So pick one no I'm well, just i got gonna.
2: self-consciousness down No <laughs> sweat there
0: i know right i mean how how do you balance being a performer and being self-conscious or you know or being a little bit you know probably i i don't want to say insecure but you know just being aware of what people think of you and things like that
2: well i think it's it's obvious that or, or it's quite it's common i should say that most performers are are insecure um, by by matter of definition personality, yeah. you know, and makes perfect sense because because you're insecure, you need affirmation from other people, um, or you crave it, or you like it, um, and that you know, and that's got that you know, and it's it's more than just how do I look today? Oh, you look great! No, oh, it's more than that. You know, you need yeah. you need roaring, thunderous applause. Yeah. <laughs> You can't just stop at the one compliment you know and um so yeah so being insecure and being self-conscious informs uh, now talking about me personally informed my whole drive to to um i think to to perform but you know i won't say drumming was a passion and, and something i just loved to do so there are it was a separate it was a coinc, a coincidence of two things really you know just loving the thing that you're doing totally outside of of the effects of or how it affects people and then yeah. the reality that people are coming to watch you do it and then you're like oh that's really cool i love that people are giving me so much attention in the moment you know yeah that's a great That's a sweet spot yeah mm-hmm. and you know and if you're good if you're good at what you do and people come to see you and and give you that applause you know it's like it's a it's a rush like no other you can't and then yeah. you want it and want it and want it so so yeah, I mean, I'm desperately insecure. Of course, you know, I'm a mess, basically. You know, and, and, but but it's funny you should say because I think if you if you come to performing with only the the sole need to say look at me and 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 love me, it won't work. You know, yeah. um, and people smell that a mile away, and they yeah. won't they they won't they'll turn away. You know, yeah. um, so there has to be the first thing that has to be is the is the passion and the and the drive that brought you there. And then if you love the attention, great, you know? Um, and it's, and that was writ large in a specific, in a specifically about when we're talking about Blue Man, because it's such a dicey dance, because to be a good Blue Man, you had to be a good performer and you had to love performing and all that attention that comes with it. But the character was presented in this egoless way, like mm-hmm. this childlike, almost animal, almost like dog or cat sort of with, that, that has arguably, if you look at a young child or a dog or a cat, no self-consciousness whatsoever, no sense of, really even a sense of self. It's just that you're just in the world, you know? Yeah. Um, and that was sort of the a, a bit of what the character was built on or in fact, a large amount of what the character is built on. And that's and so charming. It was such an, a wonderful thing to see uh, a grown person behaving in this kind of, um, I don't know, beginning sort of Distilled way, you know, of like the beginning of a human life, or the beginning of any, or you know, or an animal, you know. Um, And so, you you had to kind of be, be. It was a funny balance to to be good and and try to check your ego, but ego is there. You know, you have to care about what you're doing, and you have to want that applause. You know, to sort of a little bit, a little bit, right? Exactly. And so, so some people, some performers, want, you know. The balance wasn't as even one way or the other you know yeah they were you know and i think if you tilted towards just being like all blue men and less ego if that was the balance it was great and i could name i could name performers i worked with where i would just stand in awe of how much how present and invested they were and how little they wanted in return for it
0: yeah chris bowen
2: chris bowen <laughs> that's, that's like the first name that comes to mind You're yeah, looking, like i don't chris even bowen. know Yeah, I don't even know if he's registering that the applause is happening. And I mean that in the best way. Yeah, It's not that he's checked out. It's that applause is like, it's, it's, uh, next, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Almost like you're waiting for the applause to die down so you can get to the next thing, you know? Yeah. Um, And other guys, like there was a guy, Tom Galassi, another guy that comes to mind, just, um, you know, or Matt Ramsey, any of these guys that like are are the um, archetypes, the pillars of the, the character, you know, yeah, were like that, you know, that that it tilted in an egoless direction. Yeah,
0: it was it was very fascinating seeing and just kind of witnessing the sort of discussions that would be held, kind of like in art in the artistic direction department, but but really just about kind of how do you communicate or how do you train someone into this character that's characterless almost. That it's like, and it was always such a challenge, but it was fascinating to watch. It's like, and it's kind of like all those things you said. I mean, you've you're like seasoned now, but I remember at the time just really that was terrible. <laughs> no, you were. I mean, you wouldn't have. Be, you wouldn't have made it if you were terrible. Well, I was almost terrible. <laughs> <laughs> just, just terrible enough to yeah. to, to pass. <laughs> but, um, but like just that whole sort of the, that child innocence that like you know, how to really move into a role that's non-speaking. Um, and it's like, and it's, you kind of have to, you have to feel it. You have to like feel the character. I, I mean, whatever, I don't know anything about acting. So that's, I guess that's <laughs> just what acting is, but yeah. actually Jermaine, Germ, uh, I don't like calling you Germaine. sorry, um, even though that's your name, Dupree. Yeah. Um, Dupree just actually took, cause, well, why don't you explain, well, he just took a class.
1: Well, no, it was just a, it was the intro to acting, um, just because like, I haven't done any acting or performing since high school and I'm now trying to, um, do voiceovers. So I, you know, I was told that it would be a good thing to, you know, start doing some acting classes. I mean, it was really basic, just learning, you know, the, the basic exercises. Um, I have yet to move on to part two though, but, Hmm. um, yeah.
0: But I don't think you need part two. Part two seems like a little excess. What's part two?
1: Well, part two is when (laughs) part two actually. I (laughs) know. I mean, part one was um, basically learning the basics of. uh, uh, We we did a lot of um, acting without talking. Um, I mean, it was on Zoom, which was kind of weird for me. But oh
2: wow, yeah, um, I didn't think of that. Yeah, that's intense. yeah, Yeah,
1: So we, you know, the basic vocal exercises. They get warmed up. And then getting situations like the last one we did, we had to, um, uh, we had a sick grandma who, who who needed operation and we needed an extra $500 and we had to convince our instructor who was some random person on the street, on our street to give us this $500. And he said, it's something he's done for years. And only one person out of thousands has, has been able to convince him as a stranger to give him the thousand. So We would do stuff like that. That was one of the last talking ones that we did, but the. Part two is actually um, going into monologues and developing a monologue and memorizing another one. Um, a lot of homework and I, with me trying to work yeah. a full-time job and do that, yeah. yeah. But especially because I, I mean, I want to do voiceover, so it's more it's more important for me to kind of go to workshops that actually deal with that. Focus but, on um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, but
2: that's it's interesting that, that, that that's, I, I love that you had to, that exercise of having to like you know ask someone for money, um, because it it's a genius exercise because it, it puts it, it it puts everything about humanity on the table right there mm-hmm. you know yeah absolute like if you're asking for money by and large you don't have another choice you know for the most part you know even people who panhandle for a living that that's what they're that's kind of what they have to do you know and so that yeah. comes from such a real place that it's it's difficult to fake you know. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah. are faking, it's really obvious. So that's a very, that's an interesting exercise.
1: Yeah, it was it was really cool. I just, uh, I wish the whole class was like that. I mean, that wasn't until like the last day, <laughs> but, oh, wow. yeah. Cause I mean, that's what I was used to. I was used to, um, <clears throat> you know, the, the the few acting classes that I took in high school was more so just being given situations and this, you know feeding off of each other and it was, you know, it was fun. Um, but I wasn't raised in the nurturing family like you were, I mean, my family was very much, you want to be a performer, um, how are you going to graduate high school? Mm. And, yeah. you know, so that's why it's taking me a little longer to kind of get to a more creative field. But that's awesome that you, you were nurtured like that growing up.
2: Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know how lucky I was, frankly, I had no idea. But yeah. um, I learned when I got into the real world. I was like, Oh, okay. It's not, it's not always like this, you know, so yeah, I, I didn't, I learned uh, after the fact, for sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was just encouraged to like marry a accountant or something. (laughs) (laughs) There was very small expectation. But for me, it's just like it's and same with the podcast. It's like, for me, it's, you know, I know that there's a marketing aspect I'm supposed to be sort of scheduling and being sort of strategic about. But the truth of the matter is, I know, and, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying. If there's no real joy behind doing it, the creation of something that like creation of something that just didn't exist before, even though this is just sound or whatever, like that's thrilling to me. I am a creative person. So it's like, I, my expectations are only to have fun at this point and yeah, Yeah. to sort of get my name out there. But as you know, I, I, as I like to say, like, I don't, I have no desire to become like a Gabby Bernstein or like Deepak Oprah. Mm. So sorry, anyone who listens to this, to more episodes than one is going to hear me say that like multiple times. It's probably not funny anymore, but you know, like I, I think if anything, it's just, it's a way to connect with people who might respond to what I'm doing. Um, but there's, there's just, there's definitely so many people who are like life coaches and, you know, doing this kind of work. Um, and they're like, book i'm doing a workshop like i'm you know i'm gonna be i'm going to hollywood basically like hollywood psychic people so Mm. and it's such a it's an interesting thing because it's like i don't ever expect or think i would want to be a celebrity psychic or whatever um but I wouldn't mind doing it on the back end, like secretly being the person they all turn to, but like never having like my own segment on goop or whatever. Goop. Yeah, goop. (laughs) No, thank you. Yeah. I'm not a sellout. No, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding.
2: No, that, yeah, goop, yeah, I don't know what's happening there, but that doesn't sound right for you.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel right either. I mean, it sounds sticky. Yeah. (laughs) in so many ways so many ways yeah so many ways.
2: there's there's so much yeah, never mind i don't want to get into it <laughs> we can go, go, let's, go there, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the, let's go there The little ahead. that i've read about goop is like there's a lot of like weird i mean i think it's pro woman but it seems like it's too it's like marketed to be like to get a buzz and be salacious you know like like the yeah. vagina candle and like the, <laughs> you know, it's like i don't think that's pro I don't think you're helping. I don't think it's helping women. I think it's becoming yeah. it's like this clownish
0: thing that's not cool. You know? I mean it's like, are you bringing your creations of vagina candles to the world because, you know, there's there's a need for it. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, feel you know. Like I know
2: yeah I feel like there's like there's like this long that there's this secret like inside joke that's kind of creepy to me you know
0: yeah I, I could be
2: mm-hmm. I could be wrong but that's the vibe I get that there's like a there's like a back room laugh like oh my god this stuff is so stupid what am I doing there
0: this? there absolutely is um and one of the things and Dupree has heard me talk about this a little too much so in the last week or so I've gotten quite addicted to clubhouse mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know what clubhouse is Mark do I you don't... know what that is no, I mean, I
2: think I've read about it. I mean, I've, I've heard the mention, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. And it's
0: really it's, neither
1: do I. So please.
0: Yeah. It's first of all, it's the first time someone brought it to my attention, I was like, get the fuck out of here with that. Only because I was like, I don't like something that's A, it's exclusive because it's like invite only. B, you have to have an iPhone. And C, it's called Clubhouse. So it's literally like exclusive. Like, and, and I don't like things that are not inclusive. Yeah. Just, in, really. just as a concept. Mm-hmm. And I kind of rejected it a lot. This is actually someone I went to college with who also ma- had a similar major to me and is now doing like something completely different. But she she like left me a message. She's like, listen, she's like, don't, you know, it's not what you think. She's like, it's actually pretty cool. I looked for you there just because it feels like it could be something that you would like. So, um, and she was right. And I was like, I'm oh, sorry. I'm just so bratty about shit. Like I, you know, it's a little bit of fear and it's also like, Jealousy, I'm happy to be transparent about that. You know, like I, I don't have a ton of followers. I'm like, I don't want to be a marketing coachy person. And so it's a little bit of fear, a little bit of fear of the unknown, a little bit of not wanting to be associated with that yet wanting to be associated with that. Mm -hmm. So, but what it is essentially is it's a new form of social media, which of course we needed. And it's just audio it's literally like listening in on a conference call but you know, like you might have like a conference call with like Elon Musk or you know several other sort of high profile types of people whether it's in like fields of science it can be a lot of people in business like venture capitalists like cryptocurrency and bitcoin people are all over the place but it's it's interesting because it's still sort of the wild wild west and it's like there you've you've got all these different it's like honestly from an anthropological perspective it's fascinating because you Mm -hmm. you get into these sort of rooms where you hear people speak and sometimes you can like volunteer and get up to speak and then you meet other people and then you start your own rooms Um, but it's it's kind of crazy I feel like Mark you would be into again because it's it's an audio thing it's just audio and then if you want to kind of connect with people you you connect through Instagram but oh, right. it's it's well, yeah, fascinating. I'm, I'm intrigued.
2: I mean it rem- reminds me of um and I never really did it, but I heard about it, uh, chat roulette.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: Remember that? And I don't know and if you Did a thing. you ever
0: know what that Did you ever do that?
1: Um I've heard about it. I've never done it though.
0: Yeah.
1: It's like you you just talk to random like random people pop up in your screen or whatever and you and yeah. you converse. You like, "Hi. <laughs> oh,
2: hello." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, "How are you?" <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think it's obviously something else. And what's know? that
0: poster in your room? Yeah, what, what are you doing? That? <laughs> yeah. It gets, it gets
2: yeah. weird instantaneously. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this is much more, there's much more agency and, and intent behind who you, like, you can choose where you're going and who
0: yeah. you listen to. Yeah, I mean, I think they, they have such a small team and they, they're trying to keep, like, evolving and get, like, hiring people, but it's a very sort of, it's still, like, in the beta version, but, I mean, if you have an iphone it's so annoying because i want to pre on there so badly but he's a samsung guy and but they are working on um an android version oh so it only exists on the phone and right now yeah Uh, okay only an iphone so it's it's an app but you get it through an invite so if i i you know like i basically have people's phone numbers and i can send it and it just shows up as a text on your phone um, here's your invite and then like to download it and create your account.
2: Oh, did you know. Invite me. I could totally invite you. <laughs> I feel like now, like, I, you know, this reminds me of as I when, actually just
0: searched for you today. I was like, is he on here already,
2: but no. scared
0: of it? Cause that happens too. No, I'm just in the dark.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm lost. But I'm no, I, out. I remember yeah. when Facebook first came around because this is, this is people may or may not remember this, but like MySpace was where it was at. Yeah and facebook came around and then there was the buzz about facebook um and i uh hold on my daughter just walked in the room hey sweetie i'm I'm talking okay you can you can sit with me okay go talk go ask mama okay Okay, you have to ask her i'm busy sorry um say hello sweetie
1: (laughs) hi
2: hello okay you can watch tv just go 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 ask mama i can't stop right now um so where was I. Oh yeah. I where It was like I remember Facebook came out and everyone and it was like people were like, "Dude, you got to get on Facebook." And I was like, "I'm not doing that. I'm stupid. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm still a friendster. Like whatever." And so friendster. I just remember that it's like there's that thing where like, and I think maybe we both have this, or I don't know if you have it, deprived Like this sort of like, I'm not joining anything. I will. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't join. Exactly. Join? No. No. I mean, I remember like I got like, a, I met somebody and then they instant, instantly called me to be like sort of in a, in their multi-level marketing thing. Oh God. Yeah. And I remember my reaction was like, he, it made him laugh. Like he was like, okay, okay. All right, man. It's all right. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to hurt you. Like I was just like, because I, I was, I wasn't angry, but I was just like, ah, oh, no way, man. I was just, I, I you know, I was still, so anyway, so I feel like I'm, I have like my ankles up for new things like this but maybe i'll just and it
0: it is like that's absolutely in there like there's definitely this sort of like that there's that that kind of marketing thing and it feels anything that feels a little and also right now like so that feeling that you're describing added with all this kind of weird fucking world that we're living in and conspiracy theories and people spying on and information you know, you, everyone can like all your information is recorded people know where you are at all times it's like I feel like that as well is kind of in there
2: yeah yeah well because I won't I won't get Alexa and that's very intentional oh, no, that, yeah. that's not about a, like a, avoiding the new thing that's like I just don't think I want it in my life you know I don't want yeah. that presence and I'm no judgment on it I just it's just for me you know yeah. um so I I I'm not tinfoil hat by any stretch but <laughs> I I am definitely like I don't want to let any, I don't want to get, get, let anything too far in, you
1: know?
0: Yeah. yeah I no, agree. I mean, it's super addicting. When, yeah.
1: yeah. But when Jen sent me that invite prior to that, I was like, I don't, like I heard about clubhouse. I was like, I'm not joining clubhouse. I don't need to talk to random people, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then Jen sent it to me. I was like, okay, let me do it for Jen. <laughs> and then I can't do it. Cause I have a, um, I have Android, but.
0: So you went through like yeah. the whole like, the whole cycle of emotion around it yeah <laughs> well it doesn't fucking want me anyway so So <laughs> fuck it fuck it yeah i mean oh. like i think like wednesday i was in a room with like the creator of entourage oh whoa ever, like listen to this yeah but like that's kind of the shit that happens but you know of course on my profile it's like intuitive consultant so there's like you know any number of bros who are like whoa can you intuitively consult me? You know, like or that kind of <laughs> shit. And it's funny because then there's a whole, so that whole goop thing. You got those people on there that are like, oh my god, I went to this shaman in LA, and like everyone apparently is a shaman in LA. And oh,
2: uh, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, so it was it was interesting, kind of like what you were saying before about how like there's got to be like this back room of people kind of laughing at it, and there is. There's also a background because I'm, I'm in those rooms, <laughs> but I'm also, <laughs> there's also people who are in the back room who were like, this should sound like makes sense. Like this is kind of real. Like I, like I had like a weird dream the other night, you know, like, so, so there's a little bit of like both, there's like this curiosity, but then there's also this crazy saturation of spiritual life coaches. And I know I'm in that wave but i try not to focus only on that i think unless people have questions like I, there's comedy rooms so there's like a lot of co- like comedians on there who are doing stand up or they're practicing like roasting the audience oh wow some yeah. of the rooms are a little mean like there's a there's kind of like a bunch of shark tanky kind of rooms where they'll have like so and so author of new york times bestseller who knows how to build a business or whatever the fuck or like makes millions of dollars so let them let them like give them a pitch you've got 45 seconds so people kind of go up to get like fucking killed and it's hmm. awful i know someone who tried it and they like tore her a new asshole she's like oh,
1: man
0: yeah it was crazy and she was like what the fuck like she was cool about it because she's like this is interesting but then I, like, I saw another room that was a bunch of, like, eco-business people, and they were like, come join us in the dolphin tank, which I thought was adorable.
2: <laughs> the dolphin tank. But
0: yeah, it's like, good. you that's can sweet. get carried away. I mean, God, it's like, I have dreams about it. It's it's like, it's, it's weird how it infiltrates your energy space in a way.
2: Well, do you feel like it's, I mean, I, I am currently in a struggle with my with my phone you know like i yeah i look at my phone a lot and it's I, i'm putting apps on my phone as ironic as that sounds to help me distance from it you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, i love it it's so weird <laughs> it's like it doesn't make any sense i don't because when i talk about suspicion i'm like okay why is there an app like what's their end game yeah. for getting me to not interact with the app like i don't understand no. um, but anyhow
0: I know there's got to be an agenda there yeah
2: there's <laughs> totally an agenda but i wonder like is this something like this Like where does that sit in the landscape of trying to i don't know distance from devices
0: it doesn't i actually either i have a really weird ear shape or like my headphones are just too hard i literally started like bleeding on my earlobe because they my my headphones were in the whole day i was like this is not healthy but i was also kind of like but maybe i just need better headphones (laughs) and then i was like that's really not healthy so I kind of just took a day off to kind of like decompress from it. I think, and I have a friend who kind of mentioned this and this is, this is a little bit kind of like what you were saying in the beginning, <laughs> it's something to do. It's something new and exciting. And like, we don't have a lot of that right now, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, and it's fascinating because you are talking to people who are kind of like, this is new and exciting and, and weird. And, um and we're all pretty lonely because <laughs> we're all stuck <laughs> inside and, Um, Like, I think as long as you take care to only schedule, and there's a lot of FOMO on there too. Um, I imagine, yeah. Yeah. So you just have to kind of take care to schedule your the hours you're going to use it or not and i was going to say like mark it's like you're not looking at your phone i mean you're especially if you're just in a room to listen you're usually just like have your headphones in and walk around and you can like cook dinner or whatever Oh, okay. (laughs) so you can find ways but but i want to talk so i'm constantly monitoring the micro the little microphone button and i'm like trying to or if people are talking to you while you're in a room and you're like trying to do something else so some people will be like i'm riding my bike right now and I'm like, wow! I like props because, like, I can't even exercise and talk at the same time. I know you're supposed to be able to do that or whatever, but <sighs> I know. <laughs> and then he like dies. One guy I was in a room with, oh my god, and he's awesome, but he literally got pulled over by the police while he was in the room.
2: Oh my god! And then the discussion oh.
0: went to like racism and the police. Uh, well, yeah,
2: yeah. and I, I, on a similar note, someone was telling me they were on a Zoom conference. With a guy who was flying a plane no <laughs> no and i don't mean like a little cessna up in the air looking around he was like on like a like a like a real plane and I like a passenger flight yeah oh my god just for a second i actually waited no let me get this right i think he was like doing his pre-flight check he was about to take off and like had a okay. few minutes oh while, like while they were waiting he's like yeah i'm on the i'm on the plane I'm like what wait, wait are you a pilot and he's like yeah i'm about to fly to denver
0: i mean don't they kind of fly drunk all the time anyways the well world?
2: yeah the, you know if you go down this rabbit hole like there's, there's this <laughs> oh, no. frightening statistic where pilots like almost like a hundred percent of pilots claim they've fell, fallen asleep mid-flight <sighs> and like a good percentage of those said and we looked over and the other dude was asleep too." <laughs> oh my god <gosh. laughs> just like two, two corpses at the front of the plane just, <laughs> <laughs> and you're like you're like Oh, what what are we gonna do when we get there? Oh, well, I'm gonna put on my flip flops right away. You're about to die.
0: (laughs) You have no so no one has any idea how close to death they've come so many times.
2: except for that time that the plane just kept flying. Remember that thing that happened? The plane just kept flying. (gasps) That's right. And people were like looking out the window, like I think that's Hawaii. Um. I think that's Hawaii, man. <laughs> oh no. Quick, can you we turn around? It. And they were like, I don't know i just like, like we were we were fine. We're just discussing things. That is sweet. Oh god. <laughs> oh my god.
1: So, <laughs> luckily, I uh I don't plan on being on a plane anytime soon, and uh <laughs> I've been watching a lot of uh air disaster episodes. I love what? those. I, think, I love it. I know <laughs> they're so, they're addicting. Oh, I mean,
0: oh God, Jen, have
1: you seen them before?
0: I've, I've, I've got like three addictions right now. I don't think I have room for any more.
1: <laughs> I used to be so scared of these shows, but since you know, it's been a while since I've had to get on a plane. I've, uh, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, and it, it, it talks about <laughs> not enjoyed it. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> that's a, that's the wrong word. I, yeah, I don't you
0: know. Can, no, you can enjoy. Why well
1: not? people die on each
2: episode oh
0: except for that part yeah
2: but like this is these are real like real air yeah.
0: disasters oh yeah,
2: oh, yeah. real. Well, that's what disasters. you want you don't want to mess around with the fake <laughs> stuff <laughs> no. you want, like, oh.
1: this
2: actually. We'll want any reenactments thank you
1: you don't get that juice from that <laughs> so please tell me more <laughs> 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 but not, like there was one where um the the pilots they were actually just casually talking and joking uh, and they ignored the warning sign that a mountain was in front of them. Oh God!
2: Oh geez, And yeah,
1: man. they drove <gasps> right into it. Or they and... flew right into it. Oh, um, but it wasn't a, um, it wasn't a commercial flight. I think they had like the various, various businesses or um, CEOs who were going to invest in the airline. On oh. so like a lot of, you know, high Whoa. position people were killed. But, um, and then they yeah. go into like what you know exactly what happened or if, it, if, the, if, the, if, the, if there was a part that failed you know you get the background behind that and what should have worked um so it's interesting i should say not fun cause yeah because yeah. these things lead to like
2: air, air safety you know like yeah. yeah So there's like a positive effect but man yeah i i get way into that stuff like uh, you know you like at blue man every once in a while, like, you know, you'd start the show. So there, the, you know, we play these two drums in the beginning of Poor Paint and then finish that scene, it was like the opener, and then the band would kick in. And that's like, this is like the, that's the kickoff of the show. And every once in a while, when I say every once in a while, like it happened twice in 15 years, but you finish that piece and it's like doop, 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 doop. And there's just silence. The band doesn't come in. And it's because they're not there. Oh no. It's because they're down in the dressing room like laughing about some like stupid video on YouTube,
0: no but and and
2: you'd you think like, oh my God, that's so lame, but it's like if you think about it like i've I did four thousand shows, oh like my God, th- it's gonna <sighs> happen, you know yeah. like you, where you're just gonna like get one degree too complacent, and there it is, you know, holy crap, so like that happens with airlines I mean it happens like could you imagine like it happens with like surgeons like oh like, God,
0: oh yeah, yuck, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, I'm sure plenty of people know that as a fact. Like, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, uh, like really you go scary. home and you, you get away with it, or like whatever it is, it's like no, nobody dies and everything's okay. But you like you tell your partner like, oh my god, I totally yeah. like dropped a uh, like a, a jelly bean in this guy, and I was <laughs> I was eating jelly beans <laughs> while I was <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's so there must be so, I mean there must be so many of those stories where yeah. like that would be a TV show that I would watch. I mean I love that because it's like Fucking yeah up hard is what it's called. I know. <laughs> Fucking up super hard. <laughs> super hard. Oh my god, you have no idea yeah. how many disasters you almost participated in.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: And I think about that, like, I
2: wonder, like, you know, and there's a, there's an interesting, you know, not wanting to know how the sausage is made because yeah, you oh. probably have skirted through that many times and just yeah. like, whatever, I'm all right.
0: I know. That's <laughs> one
2: reason I'm a vegan.
0: No sausage for me, thanks.
2: Oh, yeah. We're getting there. <laughs> We're going there, but not fully yet.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I I I, I kind of went back and forth for a couple of years, but ultimately I thought would always find myself going back. And then, but I, I was just telling, actually was just telling Dupree earlier today, like I I think I need to like bring eggs back in, but, and I think that's okay. I think if there's just such a like culture around veganism, at least there used to be where it's like, if you say you're vegan, people kind of take it personally. That's like a yeah. big thing. It's
2: like an affront. Like, oh, 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 oh really? What do, what do you think? Are you so better than me? Yeah, so I'm broken. <laughs> I know, right? I <laughs> <laughs> no 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 one's saying that
0: nope i just have high cholesterol bunny just yeah. wanted to control that thanks
2: no i'm just neurotic <laughs> I'm do- and you know or whatever you know yeah. it's your own thing you I know? know.
0: but it was it was again almost like again from the anthropological perspective it's like it's just fascinating to see how people reacted to it you know like well, what yeah. are you trying to say meat's not healthy i'm like well i mean <laughs> i mean that's i'm not saying anything i'm just trying to eat differently that's all
2: um, yeah I remember using like fake meat products and like being at like a like a taco night they're like this is actually plant-based um uh, beef crumbles and uh (laughs) yeah there's like a degree of like gee come on (laughs) mad like oh it's it's okay I mean you don't have to to eat it but you don't mean why are you angry you know
0: I I had that with my son the other day I made him like a plant-based breakfast sausage in with his egg and ketchup sandwich and he was like and he like pulled it out. And I was like, man, I should eat it, but it's covered in ketchup and egg gunk. And I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to rinse it under the faucet. Don't ever do that. And then oh, I just like yeah. swallowed it whole. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> not, I'm not wasting it. <laughs> These things are so fucking expensive. Not gonna, it's like Five dollars for three patties.
2: Oh, I know. Yeah, because there's a lot of there's a, there's like a whole lab and scientists and there's a <laughs> whole
0: crew that's gotta get paid I for to <laughs> <laughs> pay for their, their health insurance. Dupree, you were you were doing it a little, right? You were starting to integrate yeah. a little bit.
1: Just a little bit. Like um it's funny you mentioned the plant-based, because I just bought um Incognito. I don't
0: know What's that
1: one. What's that? Yeah, it's it's Incognito.
0: Oh. Incognito, oh I think I know yeah. that brand.
1: Yeah, so um, I just you bought, like, the, the patties. Um, and it's actually better than Beyond Meat.
0: Um, oh, that's good.
1: I tried that as well. But, yeah, yeah. no, I'm, I'm incorpor- incorporating a little bit, like, cooking with jackfruit. Yeah, which is awesome. oh, yeah we right. like
2: jackfruit. We like jackfruit yeah. a lot, yeah.
1: Yeah, I love it now. But uh, yeah. but that's as far as we, we've gone. Still, everything else is still there.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm obsessed, and, I, like, I'm one of those, like, I'll be first in line when it comes around. But I want to try the total lab meat thing. Oh, mm. like the cl-
0: what is it? Like the it's cloned like, of kind of meat or whatever? Well, they,
2: they like grow oh, like yeah. like a thigh in a petri dish. Yeah, and then oh. like fry it up. <laughs> <laughs> so that no nothing
0: has to be killed anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because
2: I got on this little kick because there's a there's a there's a chain a seafood chain called Joe's Stone Crab. They have oh. them like. Yeah. They'll have them like Chicago and like, you know, or and I, the first one I went to was in Chicago, but they also have them in like Vegas and Orlando, you know, whatever. It's just a, just a tourist trap, but they make good food though. And their whole thing is like that you eat the stone crab, but they only pull off one claw of the crab and then they chuck them back in and it can regenerate the claw. <gasps> okay. So you're eating meat from an animal that didn't die. Here. And I and I got like kind of tripped out for a minute, being like, "Oh my God, is there another way to do this that isn't crab?" You know, let's let's be <laughs> I honest. Know. I don't think the crab is too psyched. <laughs> like, <getting back laughs> <I> know,
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, we're all allergic to shellfish in our house, so that probably wouldn't happen. Oh, that's off the radar. It off is. the oh.
2: agenda.
0: Yeah, America's so icky about food.
2: It's they're so. <laughs> Brits too, but America specifically, like they just don't like anything. Everything's gotta be like cleaned and done and fresh, you know? Like processed. Processed, exactly. Yeah. But you go to Europe and it's like, you get a shrimp and it's like, it looks like- It's looking at you. Yeah, it's right there black eyes and the whole thing. <laughs> and I, I like that. It, it, it's a moment of having to face what you're about to do, you know? Um, but yeah.
0: It's definitely that.
2: Yeah. yeah I did not even think about it like that. Yeah, that's- face it you're having a sea bug right now <laughs> that's
0: like i think that's kind of why i became vegan because and like a lot of people are like oh my dad especially it was just so funny because he, he loves meat, but my dad loves you by the way mark
2: oh loves i, remember, you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was funny.
0: My, obs- my dad was like the number one groupie of blue man group
2: yeah i remember we we uh, there was a, a restaurant um, was it Lorelai on the Lower East Side where you went with I your dad?
0: I don't remember.
2: And uh, I just remembered we went to some restaurant. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, Lorelei, yeah.
2: It was like, we ate in a, in a garden. It was like a yep. beer garden, like yep, an yep. Austrian place. And yeah. we, uh, <laughs> we were just like, just non- nonstop, just going, chatting. It was so much fun.
0: I remember your dad. Uh, yeah. He, he loved, he loved blue man so much. And cool. yeah, I think like when I left, he was like, why? like why did you that was like the perfect you know and I was like well I mean he I remember I filmed a couple of the guys I don't remember who it was but they were like I had them film like a birthday video for my dad I remember that yeah
2: I remember that
0: (laughs) and then and like someone because I think um Avishag was like wrote or she wrote like something in Hebrew Mm -hmm. and then showed it and then like they recorded it and i well i recorded it and it was awesome and then i gave it to my dad my dad was blown away he literally said that's like the beatles creating a birthday video for you oh i know i was i remember that i was really new
2: i totally remember that
0: yeah oh Oh. my god yeah my dad loves you it's so funny sweet yeah and then um and then Mark got to meet Alan, which was funny. And I was, I think I was like texting you, maybe like, don't fuck with his hair.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: no. <laughs> you had to. Oh,
2: at the show. Did I, did yeah. I, what, did I fuck with his hair? Did
0: I do I it? I think he did a little. God um, damn it. No, 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 no. I, I, I probably just completely uh, butchered that story and changed uh, the truth. <laughs> so don't worry
1: about
0: All it. Right, right. <laughs> well, um looks like we're, we're, we're almost an hour and 15 minutes in. Oh, no. I was I just, getting, just getting, just getting warmed get- up. Well, we can, okay, well, yeah, let's, let's warm it up. <laughs> okay. Just a little time check, but um, no, I mean, it's, it's amazing talking to you. Like, I'm, I'm so excited because, you know, I think, you know, Dupree's always like each week, he's like, so what are we talking about this week? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm just bringing on my friend who I haven't seen in a while, or I haven't talked to in a while. And it's, and he's hilarious. And it's just going to be fun. Might not be anything having to do with, you know spirituality or anything like that but I I feel like this was this was the right move I'm so happy to have you on the show
2: definitely Art. oh it was a total blast you know I'm like I I um I at the uh beginning of COVID I I, I was like going around to the library system near my house virtually over zoom yeah. and like doing like career Q&A um, really yeah I was, and I did a bunch of them and it was really cool because it was like a moment of sort of, um, I didn't see it coming, but it was like, I, I was in mourning over like the loss of my career, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and it was like a good way to just talk through it and, and have people go, that's cool, you know, rather than, um, you know, the world that I was in before COVID hit, where it was like, we were all just kind of, you know, all my Blue Man friends, it just wasn't a big deal. We were all just kind of used to it almost to, not almost, definitely to a fault, you know? Yeah. Um, uh where we were ta- we were sort of taking it for granted and now we, we all see that that's what happens when you take things for granted yeah <laughs> but, but it, was a, it was a very good feeling and so this has been a, like a nice more than nice is a flabby way to put it but like a really cool progression of that where like just talking to people in that world but not so much about blue man and and much more about
0: like where we're at like i could do this a lot this is very cool. yeah and you know you could well i also want you to talk a little bit about um what you're doing now like you've got your you've got your own sort of sound company going on right now right
2: yeah well so what happened was is you know like i had this career in audio and i had been thinking about what's going to happen after blue man for a long time um you know and my you know, friends would ask like, how much longer can you do it? And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't know what else I'm gonna do, you know? Yeah. Um, and so the the thing of, of COVID coinciding with my, you know, um, well, losing my career during COVID yeah. and having to go back into audio, I was like, well, I, I have to think about how COVID is gonna play into this, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: And that's when I sort of, um, my mother's dance studio was suddenly gonna jump online and do Zoom classes. And so I basically got right to work um, like pen and paper designing the Zoom sort of rooms for her dance yeah. studios. And I knew exactly what I wanted. And I, from early looking, I didn't really exist in the exact form where I wanted like a certain way for the music to in, to be in the the meeting, but also be in the room and have control over all that, have the teachers be able to be heard and have, have all that sound really nice on the other end. Um, because like my daughter was taking virtual dance classes in the very beginning and the teacher was doing the best she could but she had her laptop open in the studio. Yeah. In the dance studio and was just like, and just playing the music over the speakers in the studio and sort of running back to the laptop and be like, hi Lyra. And then like running. And, te- <laughs> and, and I was like, this is, th- this can't, this has gotta be better, you yeah. know? Um, and so I, it took me like two months over the summer of you know, being ready for the fall, for the big fall sort of hybrid thing at the dance studio of getting all these systems in place. And I learned a lot during the process and then was like, well, I'm just gonna hang out my shingle under the, you know, be like, yeah. I'm kind of going into AV, but specializing in in, um, in remote uh, remote meeting sort of optimization. Production. Yeah. Yeah, production, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's been okay. It's frankly been slow. Um, and I think the reasons for that are obvious to me and is that I am not great at promoting it. <laughs> I'm awful <laughs> at it actually. And this is where you learn what you like and what you want to do. And I yeah. wanna do the thing and I don't want to do all the I don't want to develop the business. I don't want to like things, yeah. Yeah, I don't wanna like knock on doors. Not yeah. that I don't want to. I just like it doesn't it's not interesting to me and I'm not motivated to do it. I just wanna do the gigs. I wanna do yeah. the work. So that's okay. problem one. And problem two is that people don't a lot of people don't believe that this is gonna last and that it's not worth investing uh, in
1: yeah. and they don't, uh, and they don't have
2: much yeah. money. They don't have much money yeah. because of it, especially like arts organizations, which is what I was focusing on. Um, they're like, uh, we basically, you know, are, are just trying to stay open, you know? Yeah. Um, so I've been um, working more as a freelance audio engineer and sort of seeing that this, this company that I've started has become more of like a consulting thing. And, um, been finding some traction there, like kind of talking to people about how to optimize their setups, but like over the phone, you know, Yeah. Um, and not doing it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of getting into back into audio s- straight up. I've, I've been working as an audio engineer, um, uh, and doing some editing for people because there's a lot of remote stuff happening that needs to be edited. There's actually like a big flood of work suddenly. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah my, yeah, my partner Anya, she does podcast editing, you know, and and no she had a she had a great career going, and then when COVID hit, I was sort of angling that like, okay, this is all going to everything's going to go belly up. I just was in a very dire place, you yeah. know. And her career has like exploded. Like it's been crazy. She's like she's only been going busier and busier and more mm-hmm. and more entrenched in the podcast editing world. Wow. Um I'm picking up her scraps, you know, <laughs> basically. Um, so all in, like, we're we're in a pretty good place, and I, and I, and I'm looking potentially. There's there's talk I might get a full time job, you know, working in yeah. this field. Um, yeah. And it's from home, and it's like I, I'm like sitting here, almost starting to pinch myself. Yeah. Because I, as much as I loved what I was doing, and will always look at it as the best time of my life, and the the most insane cool job you could ever have. The truth is, is that it 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 had run its course in my life, you know. Yeah. And um, I that's not to say I wouldn't do it again if I had the opportunity. I, I gladly would, you know. But I do like the fact that there's a new th- way to focus my energy, um, a new thing to focus on. And I had no idea what a kick I would get out of that. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, um, oh, when I leave Blue Man and go into something else, it's going to be like a stressful, worrying, pain in the ass, and a ugh, what a and it's been like this, I've been super psyched about yeah. it yeah. Um,
0: that's so good to hear yeah. Yeah. like it's so encouraging and inspiring uh, not to sound cheesy, but yeah no it is, no
1: it, it definitely isn't an, is an excuse me is an inspiring um, thing because a lot of people are switching careers right now um, and just scared to just do it and you you're just proof that you just gotta just do it, do what you love. And it can, you know, many doors can open for you.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of sitting on the couch. And, um, <laughs> you know, like the first, I mean, it was good. There was quality. It <laughs> was like, I'm planning on this thing. It was great. Um, yeah. And, you know, not having to commute to the city, because I live 60 miles north of the city, yeah. you know? Um, so that was great. And then at one point, I went like, oh, my God, I have to do Get something. Get off the couch. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, yeah. I mean, I think that's so much of it is that it's really hard to to know it. But I think it's actually, what do you do? Um, yeah. That's the problem. It's not people. People want to do stuff. They just don't know what to do a lot yeah. of times. Mm-hmm. And I, you mentioned life coach. I didn't talk to a life coach per se. I talked to a career counselor. Yeah. <laughs> it was really just to help me get my resume in shape. Yeah. Because I was starting to pass that thing around, and it was like when I opened up <laughs> when I opened up the Word file. Like, like the 2011 <laughs> MS Word file. I was like, this looks like a 21-year-old, like, a like, hi, can I work at your place, <laughs> Terrible looking resume. Like, so I was like, oh God, I gotta get this thing straightened out. And then when I went on, talked to the career counselor and we, we did it over Google Docs, so we were like collaborating on it at the same time. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. Cause it was like, suddenly I was able to put my whole like sort of work life in one page, like, and kind sort of sit back and just stare at it, and have somebody else go, "This is what you want here." You know, oh, this one doesn't it look great? And and um, that was a big catalyst. So yeah. I was I was a big, um, well, I was quite skeptical about things like career counseling and, and life coaching. Yeah, mm-hmm. huge learn there. Like it's totally worth it. Like it yeah, works.
0: I mean, you you got to get the ones that are. I I think just like any industry, there's definitely amazing and wonderful life coaches that provide a lot of value it's like any industry like some of them are drinking while they're flying the plane yeah. some of them are not some of them are dropping jelly beans into your energy fields <laughs> exactly exactly yeah so i found a good one yeah. um i
2: should yeah. her name's her That's name's good. amy bandelix i should plug nice. her a little bit she, she was great
0: shout out amy
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: yeah i mean i think again like i think you you meet the right people at the right time in terms of where you want to go um, and to help you kind of focus in and zero in on what it is that you want to and this is what I always say to people and and Dupree and I worked in HR so we you know like so we know what we're talking about but I always <laughs> say to people <clears throat> I always say to people like how do you want to feel in your next position like how do you want to feel and just get really specific about you know do you want to feel respected and then kind of look into that and think about like well why do you want to feel that is it a reaction from the last thing you had? Or is it something that you actually really want to feel? But I think it's always helpful getting someone else's perspective. And, you know, I think a lot of people have expertise that that can, can just like come in handy, I guess. But there's just so many people offering it. It's like, Oh, God, I can just do this myself. But, but I think when it comes down to it, you know, it's, it's a nice shift in collaboration.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like when mm-hmm. bands get a producer, even if they're yeah. established, you know.
0: Yeah. The producer's
2: there to be the person that has the perspective you can never have, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, Frankel, Aww. this was awesome. Yeah,
2: it was great. Thank you for. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for. Um, I don't know. Thanks for reaching out. Like it was very cool. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It was um, nice to talk to you,
2: Deepa. Very nice
0: to meet yeah, you. Yeah,
1: Marcus. Nice to meet you too. Yeah. Hey. Um,
0: yeah, so Mark, um yeah, we'll we'll have you on again, all right? All right. Awesome. Please. I thought that was
2: as if to say I was begging for it. <laughs> Please <laughs> okay. have me on again. Yes, okay. it's all that right, easy.
0: Enjoyed our little discussion. It was a nice, long, big, fat discussion. Mark Frankel can be found. His company is called Nearfield Multimedia. I'm going to include the website down below in the show notes. Um, Mark is a really obviously hysterical guy. Uh, we will definitely have him back on. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it. I think it was a really interesting conversation in terms of. Where you can find some inspiring... um... Okay. Mind is blank. Basically where you can really hear someone else's story and just understand that, you know, someone else's magic might look a little bit different than yours, but ultimately we all have it, and we all have that ability to really create lives that we prefer. Um, And no, I'm not a life coach, stop looking at me like that. Anyway, I love you. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in this week. See you next week.